0: But let's talk to uh, Michael Rappaport who joins us now. Obviously, actor, comedian. You've seen him many, many things. Uh, you've probably seen him on uh, online as well, Instagram and social media and, and Twitter. Uh, he's got his I Am Rappaport podcast. He's got five shows coming up at the House of Comedy in New West uh, this coming Thursday to Saturday. Uh, he joins us now, Michael Rappaport. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, a great weekend up there in uh, Vancouver.
0: Now, you, you must spend plenty of time here. You've been in so many TV shows and uh, movies. Uh, Hollywood North, it also it gets referred to. Uh, how many times have you been to the city?
1: I've been up there. I've been up there a good amount of times. I haven't been up there in a while, but I've filmed uh, a couple of things up there. I've always liked it, always enjoyed the people, always enjoyed the food. And it's a beautiful city, so I'm looking forward to a a, a nice long weekend up there.
2: All right. I know you're a big-time ball fan as well. Uh, Back in the day, did you ever catch a Grizzlies uh, game out here when you are out here? By any chance? Many. Really?
1: Many, many, many Grizzly games. Um, I had, uh, yeah, when I was up there, I filmed a movie up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger called The Sixth Day. So I was up there for a few months um, in 99, was it 99? Yeah, I think it was 99. Um, yeah, it was 99, uh, in early 2000. So yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, and I'm a big basketball fan. So I I was, you know, I, I don't know what, what went wrong. Why the Vancouver Grizzlies don't exist, but I I always loved that team. And I love the, uh, you know, they go into the games and I had a good time at those games.
0: We have our theories of why it didn't work here. Basically any story you're going to get over the next five days when you're here is, Vancouver got screwed over. So so feel free to ask around and see if you get a different opinion. But we definitely got screwed over why the NBA is, is not here. But do you think it could work here? Like,
1: why not? I think it could work there now for sure. Um, you know, uh, obviously basketball has grown. Basketball in Canada has grown tremendously. There's so many um, good players in the NBA and good players in college. Um, and I feel like it would definitely work, uh, uh, now, um, obviously with the Raptors winning the championship and, you know, their presence in the league, I think it would definitely work. And I think the fans, uh, uh, you know, deserve it in Vancouver and another shot. I think it would be great. I think it would be great for the, for for the country in general. And I, I think, you know, there's no reason to just have one, uh, Canadian team in the NBA.
2: All right. We got you on the show. I have to ask you your thoughts on the Knicks this coming year, you're a New Yorker born and raised. With Brunson, are they going to make some noise? Or are they still going to be in the uh, the bottom of the <laughs> the bottom of the conference, or kind of in a middling team?
1: I think that they're going to be towards the bottom uh, of the conference. I I don't think that they won't have a shot at making the playoffs. I think that they'll definitely have a shot at making the playoffs. But you know, there's so many factors you, you know contribute to having a good season. You know, they, we you know, you guys don't have a team. Sometimes I feel like we we might be better off without a team because of the heartache <laughs> and the pain and the suffering that we've gone through uh, as New York Knicks fans. Um, but I think they'll improve. But you know Brunson's a good player, but I, he's not he's not that guy. You need a you need you need at least one guy to, to really compete, and you need multiple guys to 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 really uh, to to go after a championship. Uh, uh, that being said, I think that they they could. They could definitely make it into the into the playoffs and, 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 and definitely into the play play in tournament on in the East for sure.
0: We were talking to a WWE wrestler a couple of weeks ago, it was Cleveland Browns fan, Dolph Ziggler, and we were just kind of talking about okay, like th- there's another tortured fan base as well. Like what is it? Like how do Browns fans, Knicks fans, Vancouver Canucks fans always like get together and say, All right, here we go, another season. Like what is it about your fandom or fandom in general that we can just wake up and, and take the constant L's?
1: I, I don't know what it is. It, it's 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 like being in an abusive relationship, and we just it's like being a, a Rocky Balboa, a human punching bag, and we just keep coming back for more. Because really, at the end of the day, if you're a sports fan of of, of some of the teams you've mentioned, some of the suffering teams, what else are we going to do? You can't jump ship. Even if you try to jump ship, your heart, your heart will, will, will be telling you that this isn't right. This isn't real. This isn't genuine. So you just have to live through it and suffer and, and hope for the best. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing with my Knicks. You know, as far as the NFL, my New York Giants are 2-0, and and I'll hang on to that for dear life a- a- until things go south.
0: So on the Knicks, you mentioned Brunson. Okay, he's not one of the guys. I feel like the Knicks are the, the, the fan base and the franchise is begging to get one of these guys. Maybe they flirted with LeBron back when, didn't get him in. Obviously, missed out on KD. They had Carmelo. Like, who's the next guy that you think you're looking at? And say, hey, I want this guy to to end up at at MSG. Who's the hope? Yeah, who's the hope?
1: I, I, right now, I, I, right now, I can't even tell you who it is. I, I, you know, we didn't get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know who it's going to be next year. Who, who the the franchise um, players are that are going to, you know, be free agents. And if they're even going to want to come to New York, that's the sad thing. That is the sad thing is that, you know, New York City, the mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, uh, uh, the only arena in the NBA that has all its history intact. There's no more Fabulous Forum. There's no more Boston Garden. There's no more Chicago Stadium. The only arena that has all its history intact. We can't even get a guy that wants to come to our city. It's it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, uh, uh, um, and 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 all this crying, complaining, crap talking. Uh, 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 trust me, I, I will be doing it in full bloom this weekend at the House of Comedy uh 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 BC uh uh which I'm looking forward to performing at. You like that segue there? Well, that was perfect. I mean that's a professional segue there. I took I, I, I took it and, and then I made a left turn and then boom <laughs> right turn and it was seamless until I brought notice and attention to it. Oh, that, that's, what, that's what I'm. That's what I'm happy to be talking to you guys in Vancouver about.
2: Michael, that was perfect. Five shows at the House of Comedy <laughs> in the U.S., Thursday to Saturday. I'm going to take a full circle for you as well. You can also catch him. let uh, Him on the uh, I Am Rappaport podcast as well. And uh, you know, let's let's talk some NFL as well because I caught your Instagram this morning and you're you're praise on to uh, to a Tug of Valoya Valoa. And this is a guy that. You know, clearly, big year for him. But this past weekend, put on a show with his teammates. What do you think about those Dolphins? Is there a reason to believe for Miami Dolphins fans?
1: I got to tell you, uh, listen, you know, they got the Bills over there. Uh, It it was one good game. But in my opinion, the one-two punch of Waddle and the Cheetah, uh, uh, Tyreek the Freak, is possibly the best one-two punch right now in the league. Um, If not the best, it's definitely one of them. Um, I was so close to just going nuts on Instagram because of of, of some of the plays in the first half, and then he turned it around, and what a win. But I did put the Dolphins as my AFC East dark horse, but they leapfrogging over the Bills, but they can be competitive. It's exciting for Miami. You know this is one of the you know classic franchises in the league. Um, it's ex- exciting for the conference. And um, be honest, to be totally honest with you, my fantasy football team, Tyreek the Freak, <laughs> I cannot afford for him not to be getting the ball and getting the ball often and in the end zone. So my excitement isn't just for two in the Miami Dolphins. It's very selfish in terms of my fantasy football team, my fantasy football prowess. Of course, my team is called Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A History of Violence, a.k.a. Make It Stop, Make It Stop. <laughs> and as much as I love my New York Giants, as, as much as I, uh, uh, I'm happy that they're 2-0, and uh, shockingly, uh, I put my team, my fantasy football team, Rappaport's Delight, at the front of the line. My, my fandom and my chaos and craziness is, is all... Uh, uh, everything uh, goes uh, first for my fantasy football uh, team, because I love fantasy football. You you guys into fantasy? Oh, wow. big time. I, I, I'm in way too
0: many, man. Way That's too many. Talking about. How many are you in? 11. Whew.
1: You're in 11 leagues?
0: Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's it's it's, it's a real problem.
1: You're going to wind up in a mental institution with that many leagues. <laughs> no, okay.
0: here's my theory, <laughs> though. How do you do that? Here's my theory. Like, no matter what happens on Sunday – I'm happy. It's like, okay, this guy, I have him on one team. Justin Jefferson scored a touchdown. I got him in a league. Saquon Barkley scored a touchdown. I got him in a league. Everything that happens on Sunday, I'm okay with. I can't control who I'm playing against. I can control who who scores touchdowns for me.
1: I get it, but, man, that's 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 a lot of lead. how do you even set your lineups like I mean are you able to appreciate the wins and the losses or is it just all well like a blur a blob?
0: I mean this weekend I went like two and nine so I can definitely appreciate the losses I'll tell you that
1: wow <laughs> oh, two and nine that's a rough weekend <laughs> very yeah rough. well I, I I love I, I love the fantasy I, I love it and uh you know it's just it's so much fun and you know for me it really helps me have an appreciation for the league uh, uh, across the board, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the things, you know, sometimes I get caught up in the, you know, I'll root against my, my, my home team, you know, if, if, if it means my fantasy football team um, you know, winning and, and I have to come to terms with that, but that it is what it is. It is what it is. Like I said, there's no feelings in fantasy football. And um, uh, uh, you know, um, like I said, as much as I'm happy about the New York giants, if I got to take down DJ, if I got to take down Danny dimes, Daniel Jones, we'll take them down. Oh, we'll take them down real nice. And, uh, and real proper like.
2: Okay, you told us your uh, fantasy football team name, but I feel like as a Tribe Called Quest super fan, you, you helped produce that that documentary that was amazing. It was a great film. And uh, I, f- I feel like it was a missed opportunity. It's got to be Tyreek, Tyreek,
1: the five-foot freak, no? Tyreek, Tyreek, the five-foot freak. Let's say we get together at the end of the week. Fantastic. Nice. You're right. Totally missed opportunity. All right. Totally uh- missed opportunity.
0: The segues in this interview are out of control right now, man. that, that, that is unbelievable broadcasting right here. Uh, so, speaking on that, and, and, and just in general, uh, the doc obviously. Um, are you a more of a director type, or are you more a actor type? What do you like? How does Michael Rappaport see himself uh, in the entertainment industry?
1: I see myself as as you know I'm always going to be an actor. That's my first love. I love directing. Um, I love making the Tribe documentary. I love making the 30 for 30 about the championship Knicks teams. I love doing stand-up. I'm excited to be back on stage doing stand-up. It's my first time performing in Vancouver. So, you know, I hate to use the term because I think it's kind of, um, you know, if, if it's thrown around too much. I, I, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that I am an artist. And, and, and any way I could, you know, express myself you know and and that makes sense i i love to do it so it, it, you know i guess that's that's what i am like i said i i think that term can be very um you know it, it could be sort of a you know just a little you know too 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 fancy for me but but that is that is inevitably what i've become after doing this for thirty-something years,
2: so you, you mentioned you know doing stand-up and you started when you were nineteen. So if you look at the Michael Rapaport and the way your your material has changed, where is it at now, and how has it changed, even the last couple of years here?
1: Well, obviously, with the last couple of years, you know, there's so much going on in the, in, the, in the world, so much going on in society. Um, so that's definitely been a part of it, you know. And you know, you get older. You, I, I try to make you know, my show and my my performance as a stand-up, you know, more personal. It's more about, you know, me, you know, growing up, about me, you know, being married, about being divorced, about being a father, Um, you know, and there's definitely some, you know, some social stuff in there, too. There's some sports in there, too. And, you know, I like to have a good time uh, uh, doing the shows. And, you know, I'm I'm obviously grown up and evolved since I started doing stand-up.
0: And I would imagine, like the the show is very authentically you, because anytime I see you on social media, it's it's hard not to say, hey, this is who Michael Rappaport is—controversial, challenging, and also engaging. And I, I guess you know, in in this age, in in comedy, and especially, especially, it feels like with social media and everything, people want to try to put limits on things that we can and cannot talk about the online presence. But I, I look at you, and I, I see your posts, and you're always willing to be combative with people to say, hey, why can't we do this? Why why shouldn't we do this? Where do you feel like you fit into that conversation of, of like, where we can push the boundaries of what we're supposed to be talking about?
1: That's a good question. I think that, you know, with the stuff that I've spoken on in regards to Trump, the pandemic, COVID-19, the hypocrisies on both sides, I don't believe in one side or the other side. I think it's all a bunch of BS. You know, I know you guys have had your stuff up there in Canada. My brother actually is a, a lives in in Halifax. He he teaches at the university there, so you know I'm kind of familiar with what 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 you guys have dealt with. You know, for me, I just try to be myself. I I never tried to garner attention or look for it from the social media stuff. It just came to me, and then it just sort of took on a life of its own. And you know, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable with the ramifications of being myself because there are ramifications. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm fair um, and I'm, a, you know, and I'm, I'm straight up and I'm honest and I, and I, and I, and I feel like, you know, I, I call it as I see it. And, uh, you know, and I feel like there's no, nothing wrong with if you, if you make a mistake, especially if you talk as much crap as I do, you know, to acknowledge that.
0: Yeah, because, I, I, look, it's something I struggle with, and I, I don't mean to be you know, challenging about it, because I actually admire it, that, that someone's willing to do it, because I think in today's age, and especially in comedy, because traditionally it's been boundary pushers, and do you ever fear that like, the way conversations evolve is society's trying to be too safe?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I think society, social media, Twitter, Facebook, all of it, is a bunch of bull crap. I think that people are, you know, trying to present themselves as something better than they are in real life. I think we all have flaws. We all have opinions. Nobody's puritanical. I, I ain't puritanical, and I don't try to present myself as that. And and I think you just have to just be uh, honest to yourself. I really. It sounds like something you'd say to like a sixth grader,
0: but it is true. It, it, it's simple, but I think it's a difficult concept for people to grasp sometimes. It is
1: a very difficult concept. It's not, it, that's one thing I could say about myself. It's not a difficult concept for me. I have difficult concepts and difficult understandings of other things personally and, and, and all that stuff, but that right there is not something I've ever had an issue with, is being myself.
2: You're listening to The People Show. We're joined by
1: Michael Rappaport,
2: actor, comedian, director. Five shows at the House of Comedy in New West starting this Thursday to Saturday as well. So when you talk about the show, and I got to say, I haven't seen you live doing stand-up before. This is the first time you hear it, but even when I've been traveling, uh, what can we expect at the show this coming weekend?
1: We can expect a good time. We could expect an eclectic show. We could expect a lot of trash talking. I make fun of myself. I, you know... Talk, you know, talk. like I said, I talk about, you know, growing up, talk about where I'm at in my life, being married, being divorced, being a father. Um, talk about sports. Definitely have fun with sports and the fandom of sports that we talked about at the top of the show. You know, talk some politics, talk, talk some social issues, talk to the crowd. I like to talk to the crowd. I like to mess with the crowd. I like the crowd, you know, interaction. And, uh, you know, I, I, I give it every everything I have every every night, every time I get on the stage uh, I give it everything I have. I ain't flying all the way to Vancouver to play tiddly with them. Coming out there to put on some great shows.
0: So what city, when you try to engage with the crowds, uh, what city pushes back the most? Is it Boston?
1: Nah, you know, Boston and Philadelphia, are, are, you know, Boston, Philadelphia, New York, big. I haven't really had people push back too much. You know, I don't try to insult anybody or be sure. mean. Like that's, that's not really my thing. I like to sort of, you know, engage a little bit, but it's, it, it it's, it's light, you know, I don't try to embarrass anybody. I, you know, people spend a lot of money and time to come see you. I, you know, I'm not a roaster. Like, I'm not like my guy, Jeffrey Ross. That's not, you know, what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I play around with them, but it's, it, it, it's always, it's always good spirited and, 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 the, in the, you know, fun banter.
0: Well, Michael, uh, we really appreciate it. Again, it is uh, five shows this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and two on uh, Saturday at the house of comedy Uh, in Vancouver and New West. Uh,
1: Thanks a lot for spending some time with us. I really hope you enjoy the city. I can't wait, and I appreciate you guys having me on.